morning is the Temple of God, part two. I know we did that last week, so. And I'm taking my sermon out of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 33. Also, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 22. So two weeks ago, we spoke about the temple of God and how God dwells within the believer. And this week, we will speak about how to care for God's temple, which is your body. And that's coming out of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. And also, we will learn how Christians are supposed to walk in this life. <coughs> So ask your neighbor, neighbor, how do you take care of your body? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, love your body, just as Christ loved the church. The Apostle Paul said, Christians are to nourish and cherish their bodies. But the world is full of people who instead of nourishing and cherishing their bodies, find fault with their bodies. And some will say things such as, my nose is too big, or not big enough, or it looks crooked, my butt is too big, or it's too small. I don't like the way my ears look. They stick out too far. Or I'm too fat or I'm too skinny, and on and on they go, finding fault with their bodies. But Isaiah the prophet said, before you were born, God knew you. Isn't that something? Before you was even conceived, God knew you. And he had a plan for each and every one of us. But as we come into this world, Satan gets in there and Satan gets, gives us doubt about, oh, did God really mean that? Just like, just like Eve in the garden. Did God really say that? Did God really mean that? And so very quickly we learn how to uh, not trust the Lord and disobey God. And this is the work of Satan. And this is what's going on in the world today with the terrorists. Uh, the enemy has them confused just who they are. See, God didn't change his mind about any one of us. He, his plan is still uh, still good today. But we have to learn to listen to him and to believe what he's telling us and to walk, to walk in truth. The Bible tells us to walk in truth. And then Jesus says, my word is truth. And the Bible tells us not to, to love one another, but not to kill one another. But the terrorists are just doing the opposite. Amen? Amen. Because they're not walking, they're not walking in love. The Bible tells us to walk in love. And it tells us to do that because love does no harm to that person that they love. Amen? So if we're walking in true love, we're not going to be a threat to anybody. We love everybody that God created. Because He created all of us for a purpose. Amen. Tell your neighbor. Neighbor. Do not. Do not. God, 
who made me in the womb, make, make them whom I compare myself to. Did not the same God fashion both of us in our mother's womb? No, you don't have to say that. In our mother's womb? <laughs> the Bible says, we are wonderfully made. And also, we are God's workmanship, created in God's image. Isn't that something? God created us in his image. And that's to, to be uh, loving and to be forgiving and uh, to be merciful. And when we walk, when we walk contrary to that, we're, we're doing the work of the enemy. So tell your neighbor, neighbor. Don't, you know? don't you know, you are God's workmanship. Created in his image. Amen. You don't have to say that anymore. Therefore, nourish and cherish your body. Now you are the body of Christ. And members individually. Therefore, love your body and love yourself. And I have to say that because you'd be surprised how many people are running around in the world who don't love themselves. They're, they're mad at themselves for some reason. Maybe something they did in the past or whatever, but God's willing to forgive them. All they got to do is take it to him in prayer. All they have to do is ask God to forgive them, and, and he'll forgive them. Amen? But we have a lot of folks in the world that hate themselves. They don't like themselves. Probably a lot of them is, is, is the terrorist that's running around. So because they're miserable, they want everybody to be miserable with them. So tell your neighbor, neighbor. Don't, you know, don't you know you were washed, you were washed with, pure water. with pure water? Amen. And you don't have to say this. And you were bought at a price. Therefore, Glorify God in your spirit and in your body, which is God's. You see, our body's not our own. Our bodies belong to God. The Bible says if he withdraws his breath, we won't exist anymore. We'll be gone. Isn't that something? God breathes his breath into each and every one of us. So it's by the grace of God that we have our movement and that we're here today talking to one another. Amen? Also, anyone who belongs to Christ is a new creation created in Christ Jesus. So stop comparing yourself to someone else's appearance or someone else's physical stature because God created you also. Amen? Amen? And also, the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God's not looking at the package 
that the heart is wrapped in. God's looking at the heart within that person. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, <laughs> is your heart right? Is your heart right with God? With God. Then your appearance, your appearance or, or physical stature, physical stature doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. And then tell your neighbor, neighbor, you look all right. You look all right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Now let's take a look at how Christians are supposed to walk as God's new creation. The Bible tells us to imitate God and to walk in love. Amen? So as a Christian, if we're not doing this for one reason or another, then we have something to pray about. We have something to take to the Lord in prayer. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we have to stop asking God for things that we don't need so we can ask him for things that we do need. Amen? Amen. One of those things is if we're not walking in love, then we need to pray and ask the, the Father to give us a loving spirit and a, and a heart that loves, a heart that's capable of loving. Amen? Because God can change you. If you don't think you can, just, just read about uh, the man named Saul who was converted to Paul. And, and, when, uh, and when he was converted, he, he, won, he won all the Christians for Christ back in those days. Amen? He became, he became a mighty warrior for the Lord. So God can change hearts. And not only can he change hearts, he wants to change hearts. Amen? But you see, but sometimes he's got to get us in that position. And you know, uh, Paul saw when he was Paul when he was saw was riding to rest the more, more for Christians. But God knocked him off his horse. Sometimes you got to be knocked down before you listen to what the Lord has to say. God's got to get you in a position where you where you're you're forced to hear Him, Amen. And you can't shut Him out. So uh, Saul seen a bright light. And when he seen that bright light, he was blind. This is how bright the light is. This is why God can't appear to us personally. Because we wouldn't be able to stand up to his glory. Because his glory alone would just blow us away. Amen? Amen. But see, but he, could, he sends the angels to us. And so anyway, Paul was knocked off his horse and he was blinded. This mighty man of valor arrested a lot of Christians and now he has to be led around by the hand and he got on his knees and he said to the Lord what must I do Lord and the Lord said go to my servant and, and he'll pray for you and when this when uh, God's servant prayed for him they said think, uh, things like scales dropped off his eyes that was scales that means he, he was under demonic uh, forces he was being he was being manipulated by Satan and, and, the, and the scales fell off his eyes. And this is what we need to pray for some of those terrorists. That the Lord will remove the scales from their eyes so that they can see the truth. That there's only one way to heaven. And that's that's through Jesus Christ. And that's through, that through Jesus Christ to get to the Father. Amen? And so Saul went through the same experience. But when it was all said and done, 
he became he was a mighty warrior for the Lord. He won he won so many souls and he opened up churches all around the world in the name of Jesus. And it wasn't easy. Because just like we're going through this war now, uh, Paul went through that war in their time and the disciples went through that war. See when you mentioned the name of you know what? If there was nothing in, in that name, in the name of Jesus, why would so many evil people try to stop it? When you start walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, and start confessing Jesus, and start confessing that the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, Satan gets scared. And he'll send everything, and he'll send every kind of force after you to try to shut you down. Because you're going to do great things for God. And this is what he's trying to stop. So, if there wasn't power or, or changing power in the name of Jesus, there wouldn't be so many evil people trying to stop it. Amen? <coughs> and I told you about uh, Benny Hinn when he first started. Uh, he first started preaching. And uh, his first service, I come at him with a gun. Because, because this enemy seen what he's going to do in the name of Jesus. Then he healed a lot of people. He healed a lot of people and he, and he set a lot of people on the right path. But then he, I mean, but Satan tried to shut him down before he had a chance to get started. And he said, I gotta go, I gotta preach, I gotta preach tomorrow night. And he says, and now I'm scared. And he's praying to the God, what should I do? But thank God he, he, he still obeyed God and did what God told him. But these are some of the things you go through. But, and Jesus said it's not going to be easy to be a Christian. And he said we will be uh, persecuted. That means because of who we believe in, because of our faith, we'll be uh, persecuted. We'll be made fun of. Uh, they'll point figures at us. But they don't know what they're missing. So we know, we know when, we, when we step out of this body, we know where we'll be. Amen? And these Folks that don't follow, don't know Jesus, they don't know where they're going to be. Some of them think this when they think some of them think it's easy when they die. That's the end of it. So I can do anything I want because when I die, that's it. But they don't know that Jesus is going to wake them up for that judgment day, Amen. and they're going to stand before God and, uh, and 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 give it, tell a testimony of everything they did or or they didn't do. Amen. So it's really, it's, the Lord is true. God's word is powerful. Yes, amen. And we know that because there's so many people that's trying to stop it. And now we're going right back to that same thing. Is they don't want you to mention the name of Jesus. See, I can bring, I can bring, uh, what do you call those? I call, I can bring girly magazines to school, uh, bad reports, anything I want in school. But if I bring a Bible in school, I'm a bad guy. I got to be crucified. And this is the kind of world we're living in today. And that's why we all, that's why everybody as a Christian needs to be praying. And that's the God that he'll open eyes, he'll open blind eyes so that people can see. <clears throat> so the Bible tells us to imitate God and walk in love. As Christ has, has loved us, and gave himself to us for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. 
God did this for each and every one of us. Amen. And why did he do that? Out of love. Out of love and compassion. So the Bible tells us to walk as children of light. And let our lights shine bright in this evil world. The Bible says, I got to put my glasses on. I wrote that too little. I can't read my writing. The Bible says we were once darkness. So at one time we walked just like the rest of the world. In, in darkness when we didn't know the Lord. We didn't know anything about the Lord. But now we are light. And God wants Christians to shine their light on darkness. And expose it. Amen? So anything shady going on, we're supposed to expose it. We're supposed to bring the light into a dark area. So that that area can also be light. Amen? Amen. So walk in righteousness and in truth. Walk circumspectly. And what does that mean? It means to take into consideration all possible circumstances and consequences before acting or not acting on God's word. Walk as one who is wise in every situation. So if you got if you got decisions to make, don't try to make them alone. Pray to the Lord. Ask Him to help you make the right decision, and God will, because He wants He wants the best for each and every one of us, and He tells us that in His Word. And that's why they tell us in everything, pray. Amen? Even if it looks, even if something that might sound silly, if it's bothering you, it bothers the Lord. Amen? So walk as one, one who redeems the time. Because the days are evil. And do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. <coughs> and be an example to the believers. And how are you supposed to be an example? In word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith. And in, in, in purity. As a Christian, we are to pre present our bodies as, a, as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. And when people look at a Christian, they're supposed to see uh, Jesus, the value of Jesus in them. But you hear a lot of Christians criticized Christians, they say, they're supposed to be a Christian. Oh, they're going in there and they're supposed to be a Christian. 
So as Christians, our words should never be used as a weapon to belittle, insult, or threaten someone. The Apostle Paul tells Christians to bridle their tongue. Does everybody do that? Everybody go, oops. You do that before it comes out. Don't say it and then say, oops. I got, I got my dig in anyway. So these are some of the things we need to work on. Amen? You know, we have a lot of people in the world that, that they, they talk faster than they think. Once something's out, it's out. It's like a, like a caged animal got out, and now, now you got a whole lot of problems. So especially if you said something about the boss. And then, then you got to be wise. Again, you got to be wise because you have to know who to say and who to say So we know that we have some people that we know, as soon as you tell them something, they run right to the boss and tell them what you said. So if you want the boss to know something, you tell them people. And they're the first one to run to him. Like, uh, and I'll tell them, like, I haven't had a raise in so and so, I need a raise. And they'll run right back and tell the boss. But that's good for me. So instead of me asking them, they're asking them. So you have to know, you know who to talk to and who not to talk to. Amen? So the Bible tells us to be wise. Okay, so one way to broaden your tongue is to think before you speak. The Apostle Paul would say it like this. Take every thought captive. If it is not befitting a Christian, then don't say it. Exchange the thought for one that edifies and builds up the hearer person you're talking to. And what about our conduct? How should a Christian behave? <clears throat> How should a Christian behave themselves in the home, church, and in the world? And we do tend to, to, to act different. In church, we're all dressed up nice and all holy, and then at home, we're get on the phone or something, we're cussing and cursing and doing things we shouldn't be doing. So we want to be a Christian all the time, when we're seen or when we're not seen. Amen? Amen? And that, that's hard, and that takes a lot of prayer and a lot of a lot of hard work. But we, we shouldn't do anything in the dark that we'll be ashamed of if, it's, if the light shined on it. Amen. Amen? And so these are some of the things we have to work on as Christians. So we want to be a, how you call it, 24-7 Christian. So that means whether we're in church or whether we're home or whether we're out in public, we still want to be that Christian that God can be proud of. Amen? And we're always, we're always uh, speaking about him and always praising his name. And if we, we know somebody, somebody in the world's hurting, we can tell them we know somebody that can help you. Amen? And that's... Take it to the Lord in prayer. And then when you when you do pray, we have a part to do it too. When you do pray, we have to believe. We have to believe that God's capable of fulfilling his word in our life. And we can't let Satan try.
try to convince us that God can't. But every, the Bible says every promise that God made to anybody was fulfilled. The Bible says it like this. It says there wasn't one promise that wasn't fulfilled. So when God promises you something, he's more than capable of delivering it. Amen? So we have to read the word and see all the promises. He promised the people back in the ancient times that that he would send them a Messiah, which is Jesus. And then he, not only did he did he tell them the name of the Messiah, did you know that before Jesus was even born, he already had his, has, had his name picked out by the Father? The Lord said, and they will call him Jesus. Isn't that something? Before he was even born. So God knows our destiny. And he has, he has great plans for those that will believe his word, that will get in his word and read his word, and that will, uh, <coughs> will trust him. Amen? So the first thing a Christian needs is self-control over their emotions. Do you have self-control? We might not, but there was a time when we didn't. Like I could be, I was, I could be one of those road, road ragers. You know, when somebody cuts you up, you get all upset and angry. But I don't do that anymore. Because I follow Jesus. And then I didn't want to get beat up. Fuck <laughs> your shot now. But the only problem with that is you got to make sure the guy's not a giant when you when you cut him off. They'll get out the car and they'll beat the heck out of you. So the Bible says pick your fights. But anyway, so if we don't have self-control over our emotions, guess what? Anybody can manipulate you. Anybody can cause you to do something because you don't, like if you get, you get angry really quick, somebody just has to do something that makes you angry and you explode, you blow up and you carry on. You see that in a lot of the court cases on TV, a smart lawyer will keep picking at a guy until he shows his true anger. He explodes. So we need to be, we need to be in control of our emotions, especially if we call ourselves a Christian. Because the Bible tells us to be, we're supposed to be slow to anger, and slow to speak, and slow to wrath. In other words, slow to respond. Amen? So when someone lacks self-control, they become easy targets for the enemy to use. And that would be Satan. And the prisons are full of men and women who could not control their tempers or their jealous rage, and they often do things they will regret for the rest of their lives. But God wants better for you. That's why he tells us to pray about everything. And we can overcome, we can be overcomers. Christians are not to imitate Christ and walk in, and walk in love just as he loved us. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Jesus said, do not love like the world loves, with words only. And what he means is if you know someone's hungry and you have the means, then help them to get something to eat. 
love all people, especially other Christians. And in closing, a Christian must also walk in the spirit. Also, they must have genuine faith. And that's why our faith has to be tested to find out if it's genuine. I say this all the time is, how do you know you have faith that is not tested? So faith that is not, we need faith that is not easily shaken. And my prayer for each of you is that God will strengthen each of you where you are weak and cause to stumble. And amen. I hope you got something out of the message. And again, we serve a loving God. And he's on our side. He wants us to have that victory. At this time, we'll open the altar.